the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll, with Kathleen and Brian Milanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian are here to discuss current events from a biblical worldview and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Melanakis on K-Praise. Finding truth in a world of fake news. Today we are going to discuss the centrality of truth to the Christian faith. And how do we even know what is true and what is false anymore? This is a large topic. But in these times, we are bombarded with information from different sources through our television screens, through our laptops, and our handheld computers. So we're going to tackle as much as we have time for today. Never before has news and information from the outside world been brought into our homes and even individually into our consciousness like it is today. People in times past maybe read a local newspaper, maybe daily or maybe once a week, and a national newspaper once a month. But now we have the 24-hour news cycle and the World Wide Web constantly informing us of happenings all around the nation and the world. There are so-called mainstream sources that don't even claim to be neutral, but push a definite agenda, and other sources that oppose it. There are independent citizen journalists that investigate what neither of these commercial enterprises will investigate. What is truth and who can we trust? What do we even mean by that term? How do we know what is true versus what is false? How important is it to know what is true regarding the news? What about the term misinformation? What is that? Can that term itself be misused? These are a lot of questions to tackle, but very important ones. Let's take a look at some of the ways we can follow God's scriptural command to live in the truth, to seek wisdom, and to avoid the pitfalls of believing falsehoods. We'll also talk about what truth even is and the tools God gives us to discern it. First, the importance of seeking the truth as commanded in Scripture. In Scripture, truth plays a central role in Christian thought. There are many scriptural references, and I cannot name them all here, but I will give you some of the central themes that run throughout the Bible. The Christian worldview claims to be true. Luke 1, 1 through 4. The gospel message claims to be true. Galatians 2, 5. Jesus Christ claims to be the truth. John 14, 6. 
the Holy Spirit claims to be the spirit of truth, John fourteen seventeen, and God's word claims to be truth, James 1, 18. Furthermore, Christians are to believe the truth, John eight thirty two. Be grounded in the truth, Ephesians six fourteen. Speak the truth, Exodus twenty sixteen. Teach the truth, Second Corinthians four two. Rejoice in the truth, First Corinthians thirteen six. Love in truth, First John three eighteen. Live according to the truth, Psalm twenty five twenty twenty five five, and worship in truth. Psalm 145.18. We are, in fact, saved by the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. John 8.31-32. It should really be clear, shouldn't it, that the centrality of truth is foundational to biblical Christianity. You cannot be a biblical Christian and not believe in the importance of truth and the nature of absolute truth on the big questions. You know, Famously, in the New Testament, when Jesus Christ is standing before Pontius Pilate, Pilate asks Jesus, what is truth? I'm not sure Pontius Pilate was very interested in the truth, but we as biblical Christians need to be always interested in the truth. Yes, and what exactly is truth, even the meaning of the word? And it means corresponding to reality. And we are not the first era to experience fake news or lies. Oh no, since the beginning of time, the father of lies has sought to devour human beings by deceiving them. Fake news is at least as old as the pharaohs in Egypt, for instance, in the 13th century BC. Ramses the Great falsely propagated the idea that the Egyptians achieved a great victory in the Battle of Kadesh when, in reality, the battle actually ended in a stalemate. And that's according to William Weir, author of History's Greatest Lies, The Startling Truths Behind World Events, that our history books got wrong. It is always tempting to puff ourselves up, cover up mistakes, or bend the truth to our supposed advantage, or just gravitate to beliefs that we like. But doing that is strictly prohibited by God. He forbids us from bearing false witness. It is one of the Ten Commandments. We are commanded not to take liberties with the truth or believe falsehoods. This is being wise. I want to talk about the very nature of truth. Truth is, by its nature, objective, absolute, and non-contradictory. But the notion of objective truth has really come under attack, hasn't it, really, nowadays? It's one big reason we have divisions, even in the church, unfortunately, definitely in our society, and in many of our families. Relativism is an ideology that is coming against the church, the belief that, church, that, the belief that truth, I should say, is not absolute, it's not objective, it's not even necessarily non-contradictory. Instead, we hear... There is no absolute truth. I wonder if that's an absolute truth. Or there's only your perspective, my perspective. My truth may not be your truth. Um, What you think, if it makes you happier, if it works for you, great. Right, but let's examine that a little more. The Bible says, test all things. Hold fast to what is good. So as you say, is the statement, there is no absolute truth, true? 
meaning corresponding to reality? That's it. True means corresponding to reality. So the idea that there can be many truths or realities about, let's just think about the big questions. There can only be one true story of the origin of the world, for instance. Yeah, I mean the big questions. Either Genesis 1-1 is true or not. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. If this is true, it has monumental implications for how we live our lives. It's actually one of the most important questions that human beings can answer. Yes, and let's talk more about logic. Logic is one of the tools we can use to discern truth, isn't it? God gives us logic. He gives us tools to discern truths. God's Word in the Bible, the Holy Spirit, and yes, the the talents he gives us to do the hard work of thinking or using reason and logic. Now, in this discussion, we're focusing more on reason and logic because Isaiah 118 says, Come, let us reason together. Reason and logic, along with God's Word in the Bible and the Holy Spirit, help us to figure out what is true. The ancient Greeks codified the rules of logic several thousand years ago, and many Christian philosophers and theologians And then, of course, Jesus Christ himself. And then St. Paul, St. Augustine, all the way C.S. Lewis in the 20th century teach us how to reason with each other and use our God-given abilities. And one of the primary rules of logic is that two opposite statements cannot be true at the same time. This may seem elementary, but people hold contradictory statements all too often as being both true, and this can have real consequences. Yes, it's interesting because... Relativists, as we've been talking about, may believe that all religions are true or that one religion is as valid as another, but they would never assume that all perspectives are valid on smaller, more concrete issues, and this may also have tremendous consequences. We face questions of what are true and what is not constantly. We may not even think about it. Let's take an example. You're driving your car. You come up to an intersection, a stoplight. And what if you said, it's my perspective that the light is green, even though it's obviously red? Now, we may have the free will to do that. Um, It may even be, we may even say, you know, it's in my self-interest that every light today is green because I am really in a hurry. But if we follow that way of thinking and not really worry about the fact that the truth is the light's actually red, we're going to have some bad consequences. Now, there is something to the idea of perspective. People have different perspectives, but that has to do with people's ability to perceive reality. For instance, I can see the same reality from a different perspective because of where I'm standing. I might only see part of the elephant, so to speak, or I have sunglasses on, or I'm so emotional I may not be thinking clearly. These all affect my perception. But what's important to realize, that doesn't affect the nature of the underlying reality. It's only our perception of it. So it's interesting that relativists would never live their everyday lives in the world, believing that there is no truth to do with the practical real world, because they would get into terrible trouble if they did. But then when it comes to big questions like whether God exists or what is true about moral questions, they defer to the relative position, saying, Well, that is true for that person, but not for me, or maybe not for somebody else. So the problem is, I think it's, it's a problem for many people. 
is that there can only be one true answer, for example, about the origin of the world and the purpose of it and the purpose of our lives. They're not all true, no matter how many different explanations there are. And that has huge implications for moral questions, slavery, abortion, sexual immorality, lying, drug addiction. These things are either right or wrong in the eyes of God, to name just a few examples. And let's talk about how science is founded expressly upon the very basic assumption that there is an objective truth and that we can know about it through empirical study. Science began back in Aristotle's time when Socrates and Plato codified the rules of logic and Aristotle began using these tools to observe and classify things in nature. Science cannot function without the fundamental belief in the objective nature of physical reality. Scientists have discovered a tremendous amount about the physical world using the scientific method, but science has its limits. Whatever is being studied must be something that can be measured, tested, and falsified, as Karl Popper said. That's so important to remember, and and you don't have to be a scientist to ask yourself, are they really reporting on data, something that's been measured, something tested, or does it sound to me more like an opinion? Now, science cannot deal directly with metaphysical questions like whether God exists. That's a metaphysical question. However, honest scientific inquiry does, in fact, reveal evidence that the world is created by an amazing intelligence— And we would love to explore this question on another show because, you know, it's really fascinating and we see more evidence of this all the time or more scientific reports that honest science supports the idea that God created the world. But right now, one thing dividing the church are questions of science in our society. After the break, we will talk more about how to use reason and logic to determine truth in questions of science. There is more Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Still to come on K-Praise. God loves San Diego. This is K-Praise, a service of Salem Media Group. Welcome back to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Now, here are your hosts, Kathleen and Brian Milanakis on K-Praise. Christ is risen from Should we unquestioningly believe our government authorities who base their recommendations on those made by the WHO, the CDC? I'm I'm bringing this up because it's so consequential in our lives right now. We're being told pretty much how to worship in our churches, how to run our businesses or shut down our businesses, how to even sing or not sing in church. Now, it's one thing if these things are necessary according to valid science in order to save lives and mitigate suffering. These are big issues. But what if these things are not necessary? And what if they're built on less than valid science, maybe in some cases even manipulated science? We argue that it's critical for Christians to find out the answer to this question because it has huge implications Remember the central commandment from God to be devoted to truth and wisdom in all things. I think we should answer no. We should not accept unquestioningly what the even experts and maybe especially what journalists and the press are claiming. Maybe they're right, but maybe they aren't. 
We should test all things and hold fast to what is good. And I realize when I'm saying this, this can be hard work. The inventor Henry Ford said, thinking is the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason why so few engage in it. Yes, it is hard to do the the hard work of thinking and digging deeper into what is really the case. So there are questions that have an objective answer to do with this virus that are that is hampering our lives. I'll just mention two. Are the tests for COVID accurate? Because if they're not, and the CDC even admits that the antibody tests are wrong up to 50% of the time, a lot of the talk in the mainstream press about the number of cases going up is in doubt. And then secondly, why, when so many doctors and patients, and there are hundreds or even thousands out there that are saying that hydroxychloroquine with uh, zinc and azithromycin and budesimide are safe and effective, and they are FDA approved, they've been around for 40 years, why, when so many doctors are attesting to their success with these treatments, why are they being so censored and suppressed in the media? We just, we just urge our listeners to be committed to truth because, as the Bible says, there are many false prophets in the world who can deceive even the elect. And yes, the practitioners of science are not immune any more than any other occupation from the temptations to use their prestige for their own advantage. We cannot always accept unquestioningly what we hear, especially when claims are contradictory. We are to test all things and reason together to seek the wisdom and the reality of every situation. Contradiction is a red flag that alerts us that there may be a falsehood that needs to be investigated. We may believe a statement until we are confronted with someone claiming the opposite. Then what do we do? The answer is we investigate further, because both claims cannot be true at the same time. One imperative thing in evaluating contradictions is questioning the source from whom it comes. When looking for people to trust in our lives, we must always ask, are they competent? And are they honest? We don't want to make errors based on claims made by people who may be well-meaning but wrong, or worse, wolves in sheep's clothing who have attractive words but lie in wait to deceive. Does the person making the claim practice what they preach? This is a big indicator of whether they really believe what they're saying. Do they keep their promises and do they say what they're going to do they do what they say they're going to do? This is another big indicator of yes. whether they're honest. Yep, and we need to look at the evidence, evidence to support the claim the person is making. Sometimes it may be another person from the person making the claim that provides the evidence, but is it there to support the claim? And when you're talking about scientific related matters, has it been thoroughly tested from independent and, yes, disinterested sources? Is there a potential conflict of interest? Does the person making the claim have something to gain? A lot of questions, aren't there? Or some people are bold enough to speak the truth even when it costs them personally. And another red flag that can be used when someone's making a claim is when they're not willing to engage any discussion or any questioning but instead they use personal attacks against the person challenging them in order to shut down discussion. And unfortunately, I think we see a lot of this today. And there's terms that people use. One of them is conspiracy theorists. 
which I think is used far too often in the news media to discredit people presenting information before the information itself can be evaluated. Don't, don't you agree with that? Yes, and as far as the term conspiracy theorist is concerned, this is a big topic that we could spend a lot of time on. But suffice it to say now that when you're evaluating any theory, whether it's a conspiracy theory or any hypothesis, you must consider that there are some theories that are supported by evidence and there are those that are supported by little or no evidence. But just to dismiss all conspiracy theories, quote, as non-existent is just as bad as accepting a a conspiracy theory without solid evidence to back it up. Because what is a conspiracy? It is people or criminals, you know, doing plans, planning crimes in secret or harmful things. And to say that they don't exist, that is just not true. Uh, Sin always exists, so crimes are always going to be existent. And they do, and criminals always plan things in secret. So the question is, is there evidence to support any theory, whether it's conspiracy or not? Or is it based on speculation or hearsay? So we've talked about a number of points, and I want to take a moment to sum this all up. Let's start by referring to James 1.5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally without reproach, and it will be given him. It may take digging and using reason and logic, yep, hard work, but God will reward us as we search for truth. So our message today is just to, I know we haven't given easy answers to these things, but it's just to be careful in your thinking and to evaluate information. And to bless your neighbor this week, we have some questions to ask yourself. One, is the information I am believing from a source that is trustworthy? That is, is it a person or is it an organization who is both competent and honest? And second, does the source have solid evidence to support their claim, and is it consistent with other trusted sources? And when confronted with evidence or claims that contradict their own, is the person speaking willing to rationally defend what they say with evidence, or do they simply shut down any discussion with censorship or name-calling or personal attack? And perhaps most importantly, is this information consistent with what we know about biblical truth, and morality. Are you willing to consider both sides of a question, even if it goes against your existing beliefs or your own self-interest? That's really a crucial test, isn't it? And are we speaking the truth in love? We're speaking as we see it, but are we also respecting all those that disagree with us? So remember the centrality of truth in the Christian faith and that we are to seek the wisdom of God above all else. So we're going to sign off now till next week, and next week we're going to interview Dran Reese, founder and president of the Salt and Light Council, with ideas and programs to bless our neighbors in these historic times. Everybody have a great week. Talk to you next week.
Thanks for joining us for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Join us next week at this same time as Kathleen Melanakis, author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian Melanakis, former company president, explore the deeper issues and spiritual forces behind the news and how we as believers can be salt and light in our culture and in the political arena. Biblical Citizen Let's Roll seeks to educate and activate Christians at the grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover more major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. To learn more about this show, how to become a guest or sponsor, send an email to biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. That's biblicalcitizen at gmail.com. This has been Biblical Citizen. Let's roll on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.